0: welcome everyone to talking it out with mike and brian
1: today we got paul brunson on i can't wait to talk to him the real life It's one of my favorite movies but we got him in the flesh i can't wait for it what about you oh
0: man mike i'm super excited as well he is absolutely incredible he's an entrepreneur an author a tv host podcast host business columnist philanthropist a proud second generation son of Jamaica. He's happily married with two kids. And last but not least, Paul started his own matchmaking agency and was named the world's most influential matchmaker. And he got co-signed by Oprah, bro. The man is absolutely hustling.
1: You get co-signed by Oprah. I just want to just get right into it. I just want to know what your goals are. I mean, sorry, what your aspirations?
0: You are legit. You're officially legit. Facts.
1: Facts. Let's do it, man. You ready? Let's
0: give the people what they want. Join us in Talking It Out with Paul Brunson.
1: So let's just jump right into it. We know what you do for a living. You are the real life hitch, right? And Brian and I both were on a little TV show called The Bachelorette uh, to where you go on there, try to find love. And Brian actually is married from the show. His wife is Rachel Lindsay. She was the first ever black bachelorette. And so it worked for him, right? And so it didn't work for me. Your boy is still single out here, (laughs) Um, you know. But with that being said, like, we have all kinds of questions in regards to dating because, uh, honestly, it's our past and our future and our current.
2: Right, right. This is good. This is good. Well, well. first, uh, congrats to both of you, right? Because, Brian, I mean, you you, you clearly, right, you have a significant other, which is I do. good. Yeah. I do. Thank and, you. And, and then, Mike, the fact that it didn't work for you doesn't mean it didn't work. It meant that ab- it actually That's absolutely worked. true. You know what I mean? Absolutely true. Is I the up- completely yeah. understand that. Yeah. Like so congrats. That. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to, to mix it up. This is, this is my favorite topic in the world. So I can't awesome. wait to <laughs> dig deep, deep.
0: But before that, Paul, I want to, I want the people out there to get to know you a little bit. So before that, before we get into all the relationship and love advice that you have for us today, I want to talk about your career transition. Okay. Now you have been named quote unquote, the most influential matchmaker, but you actually started your career in banking. Yes. How did you make that transition from banking to matchmaking?
2: Yeah, it's a wild transition, right? Because I went from the greediest profession in the world to love, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, I went to business school uh, in Washington, D.C., in Georgetown. So shout out to the Hoya Saxons. Very nice. Uh, did out. investment banking. Uh, and then from there, ended up in one of the most incredible positions ever. I was working for a billionaire and, and managing all of their investments outside of their particular country, which was in Turkey. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm Jamaican, you know, so I have 10 jobs. And so you know you know how the Jamaicans get You said get down. it. You said it. <laughs> so so uh, you know so one of my jobs was I ran a nonprofit organization in Washington D.C. and we work with a lot of uh, black and brown youth who are coming from low income households. And long story short, at the check-in, the registration for these this this one particular summer program we were running, one of the questions I had to ask the, the children was, "How many parents live in your household?" And not mm. one out of a hundred of our kids had both parents in the household. Not one. Wow. Yeah. And it, it, it blew me away. And uh, all, all, all the staff started joking saying, well, Paul, maybe you could become the real life hitch and just hook up the parents, you know? Um, but, but long story short, my wife and I took that that idea and we started something called the Brown Sugar Party at our house, right? Okay. So the Brown Sugar Party was we would invite... Seven women over seven, you know, single women, seven single men over to our house and we would play different games or but we were drinking brown sugar stuff like Hennessy and that kind of thing. Right. Um, OK, I'm liking this story. It, it was it was good. <laughs> and and we used the games to create bonds, you know, and by the end of the summer, we had one couple who got engaged. And so we we thought, wow, this is a good business idea. It's a good business concept. So I I went online. I I had no idea there was anything called a matchmaker. And I went online and I found these matchmakers, right? And I started calling them and messaging them and nobody would call me back. And long story short is I found out that there was going to be a matchmaker conference in 2008, right? Where all these matchmakers would gather up. So I thought, I'll go to the conference. I'll pitch this idea to them. And I went to the conference, I was late, because I'm always late to everything, it's not good. Um, Sat in the back of the room, watched the conference take place. And that was when the light bulb went off. And that was, I have something unique to give to this space. You know, I was younger than everyone in the room. I was the only male, I was the only person of color. It was one of those where I realized I have a unique perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I decided, that was that day that I decided to become a matchmaker. So I quit my job and you know, Rest is history. That was tw- history. almost 12 years ago.
1: Paul, you definitely had faith in yourself. You and your wife,
2: both. Yeah. Well, she, well, everyone says she was, cause you know, a hidden story there is my wife, she liquidated her 401k. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Look, y'all both leaned in like, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: She, she did real talk. She liquidated that. And we used okay. that for the first year and a half of our business.
1: So, you know, me and my homies, we call that a keeper.
2: That's that's a keeper right there. Ride or die right there. That's the that's a ride or die. So like
1: (laughs) with that story, I love it. What what are the secrets? What are the games? Some of the games that y'all played.
2: Oh man, you know this is what it's about. I love I love this question, right? It's about what I call structured vulnerability, right? It's about providing opportunities for us just to drop the shield and be real, because that whole phrase "real recognizes real" Mm -hmm. is true. You know, when you see someone show up in their authentic self, you yes. want to show up in your authentic self and then you get a chance to know, truly know that person, you know, so we did things that would, you know, that would allow that. So I say, you know, go run outside. I, I, I say something like, all right, Mike, you know, you and um, and Josie, y'all take your shirts off and go run outside. <laughs> there's something,
0: there's something Mike
2: likes wrong. that game. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Don't put me on no the spot, Brian. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But, you know, just something crazy, just something crazy. But structured vulnerability is the key.
1: I like that. That's it's funny you say that because I used to be a financial advisor and what we would always tell the new guys is that when you're with your clients, they may not know finances, but they know when you BS them or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I get that from that question right there. Uh, Well, back to the relationship aspect, because I'm loving this right quick. I think that there is two categories of people when they're single right? Okay. Uh, one category is, and you're the an expert, so tell me if I'm wrong. One category is they're single and they love it. They want to be single. They're happy. They're thriving. And the other category is they're single because, not because they can't find a date, but we can't because they can't get the date that they want, right? Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. get the crush that they want. So my question to you is like, Paul, how do I obtain the girl that I want? Because I'm blessed, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to date, but how do I get the girl that I want?
2: Yeah, all right, all right. So let me let me see if I, if I first understand how you break down the two, right? So yeah. there's one camp you're saying who, they're single that is happy with that, right? They're good with being single. And then there's another group who's single and they, they truly want to be in a relationship and they just can't find that relationship. It's not that they can't find that relationship because
1: I know lots of beautiful single people My producers, right? (laughs) And they can be in a relationship with somebody, but they have a certain expectation and or a certain standard, right? And so I think the reason that some people are single in that second camp is not because they can't get nobody, but because of the standard that they have set.
2: Mm, mm Okay. All right. So I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add three categories, not to over-complicate please, please, it. Please. <laughs>
1: All
2: right. So I'm, I'm with you, right? I'm just gonna break down the categories a little let's bit. Let's do it. Let's do it. So there's that one that I agree single they're good. Okay. Then there's another category who is single, always gets in a relationship, never works because they have no standards.
1: Right? Uh, that's real.
2: <laughs> then there's a third that is single, has such maybe high standards? We'll just put it like, like that. That they never find like they can meet anyone who matches that standard. Mike, I don't know. Maybe that's you. Maybe I don't know. Brian, <laughs> tell me—is that Mike? Uh, I don't
0: know. I, I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he might. He might have a list. He might have a list. He might have a list. See? Yeah. All right. So that that group is the. I, I got one hundred and thirty-seven on my list. Ah. You know what I mean? And, and but then there's the last the last category could be Brian and that is I have standards, but I'm willing to compromise, maybe on those standards, maybe Mike is that Brian. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Definitely. So, 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 so therein lies, I think, I think a big challenge, right? Because we're oftentimes told to have high standards. But I think there's a difference between just simply having a high standard and knowing what the art of compromise is, right? Mm-hmm. I, tr- I truly think this is a thing, and I think that if we truly understand what are our standards, it helps to shake things out because some things aren't standards. So, for example, Mike, what are your standards? If, if I were just to say, "All right, Mike, give me what's that that, that fence look like? What are your standards? What are they?" Um, she has
1: to want kids one day. That's that's one. <laughs> um, Got to be. Uh, attractive to me, what I call attractive, and has to have some form of a balance when it, intelligence. She can't just be attractive without intelligence.
2: Okay. All right. So here we go right here. Mike, here's how you know I'm about to go in because I always say, you know, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but Oh,
1: oh Lord. A let, me give a paper, let me give you a piece of paper out. <laughs> I, I,
2: you know, I love you, but check this out because Brian saw it. I said, tell me what your standards are. And then you just described what she needs to have. Uh, what are okay. your okay. Okay.
1: standards? Okay. So What are your standards? Describing myself as a standard?
2: Ah, so what are your standards? See, it, it, okay, see? Now you can feel I'm. I'm trying to, I'm a, I'm a pupil. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is my point, though, is that we talk all, like, not we, but, you know, pop culture is always yes. talking about standards, have standards, but we what you just described respectfully are not standards. You describe what you want in another woman but your standards are different. Your standards are your rule book to life. Your standards my are values, your personal my code, your values, exactly. Okay, values, morals, okay, things of that nature. Exactly, okay. those are your standards. Those okay. are the things that you never sacrifice on. So for example, my standards, I value ambition, I value creativity, I value family, I value legacy. These are things that I value, these are my standards. I will never accept anyone into my life that doesn't match with those standards, right? Mm. I don't negotiate on standards. I like this. But, interests? Yeah, oh, okay, you're five foot. You're... I, I like short women, you know what I mean? My wife is, is, is a short, my wife thinks she's tall, but she's really, like she's five feet, right? Is that, <laughs> what is that? Is that short or tall? I mean, it depends on, it's all relative, shorty. It's a shorty,
1: it's all relative.
0: Hey, we put some heels on. It's all good.
2: <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm six four,
1: six five on a good day. So I mean, five foot <laughs> might be, you know, I might have more back problems. I don't know.
2: Yeah, see, it's it's a lot <laughs> to bend down. I'm six feet two, you know. But see, I that's a that's something. Okay, I can negotiate on that. You know what I mean? I can negotiate. But but my values, my standards, I I, I can't. So I, I think one of the best exercises. So Mike, man, after this, this is what I hope <laughs> you do is really think about what's your personal code? What do you live for? What are your values? Once you know that you now know, okay, that's non-negotiable. Everything else negotiable.
0: Mm, love that. I have it. Thank now, you. I like that. Now, Paul, Chris Rock had a quote in one of his stand-ups. I'm sure you've seen it. That he says the first six months of a relationship, you're technically dating their quote-unquote <laughs> representative and yeah. not the real person. So in your expertise, do you think men and women make dating and relationships more complicated than they need to be? Like, how can men and women just cut through the bullshit and get to the real person <laughs> as fast as
2: possible? Yeah, man, I'm with you. Like I'm with, a matter of fact, the only book I've ever written is called It's Complicated, but it doesn't have to be right. OK, so I, I think Chris Rock is is right in that when you first meet somebody, you do meet their representative. Yes. Some people carry that on for six months. Some people for six days. Some people for six years. Mm. How do you get through the that rawness? You get through by first you have to show up as your true self. That's the that's the most important, and it's very hard. It's ve- especially on like date one and two. You know, yeah. it's like like let me ask you a raw question, Brian. Like with with your it's your wife, correct? So you're married. Correct. Yes. Okay. So now. What is one thing that you how long have you been married? Uh, It's going to be two years in August. Oh, man. Okay. Congrats on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. What's one thing that you do today with your wife that you didn't do on day two? (laughs) Well, my day two was a little different than most people's day two (laughs) because we met on a
0: TV show. So you got to understand, we came from a world where it was lavish dates. You know, we were all over Europe traveling around. But yeah, when we made it to the, to the real world, so to speak, you know, it became everyday normal life, you know, she would go to work, I I'd, I'd go to work. And we would just actually at that time, we started to really unpack things and get to know
2: each other as good as
0: as good as possible in that point. At okay. that point,
2: All right. So, so to your point, you're saying like, you would really unpack things, right? Yeah. So maybe you might talk about, you know, a family member who, who had passed away that meant something to you. Or Correct. maybe you may talk about a political stance that could be controversial, right? Yeah. You may whatever, you may fart, more like, I, yeah, hey, yes. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? Hey, that's real. Yeah, that's real. So, 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 what I'm saying is, and Mike, don't interpret this as just go out the gate and fart. Like, but no, no.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> is, hold it in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Salim was ones are bad. <laughs> is the 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 more off the more real you are out the gate, the more okay. Let me talk about the politics. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about, you know, my love for my grandfather who passed away, who really meant meant a lot to me. The more that you're that way early, the faster that that person has to now assess, okay, how do I feel about that, right? And that pulls out the real. So that's, I think you showing up in your authentic self drives that.
0: And I love that because I feel that that was one of the keys to her heart. I showed up from day one and I pretty much laid it out on the line night one day one and i think she appreciated that and that just set the tone for our relationship and i was 100 percent real i was in a point in my, in my life where i was ready she was at the same point in her life so i think it was just perfect timing two people coming together and being their most vulnerable self and it's worked out beautifully
2: amen you yeah. know can i can i follow up on that this is yeah, this is what i found really interesting about men is so i've been in the matchmaking space for a little over a decade. And there's a common theme among the men versus the ladies who come in as clients. When men typically, just from the clients I've seen, when they're ready, they don't play games.
1: That's facts. They don't play
2: games. I mean, they're first to say, I love you. They're like, let's know, I'll put a ring on it. Like, let's let's just do it. And so I think for ladies, that's a great indicator. If you're with someone and you feel like they're playing games, they're not ready. So like true. the moment you feel like, oh, they are playing game. Oh, they're not ready. They're not ready.
1: That's yeah. so true. One hundred. I, I just, you know, this is our podcast talking about the male psyche. I'm pretty. All three of us can agree with that. That's just a fact of what it is. When I was in love before that, it, it was just is what it is, right? Uh, I think that's kind of cool what you said in regards to insecurities and just being vulnerable because on the show that Brian and I came from, The Bachelorette and The Bachelor franchise, in such a quick time frame, people always ask, is it fake? Is it real? The cool thing about it is that you have to get all your stuff out quick, right? It teaches you, to, hey, you might not get tomorrow with this individual, right? Get it out there. So uh, I appreciate that. I was definitely dropping the gym. You I wanna go to i I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know,
2: I, I keep interrupting, I'm no, sorry. You
1: Paul, you, you, this, is the, this is your show. You are the host of today's show. You are our main guest, let's get it.
2: Hey, I, I appreciate that. I, I just wanna underscore, because every time y'all drop a gem, I just wanna underscore, Mike, you said something that I think everybody who's single needs to carry with them, and that is, you may not get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How yeah. would you show up if you know you may not get tomorrow with that person? Would you show up differently? So that I think that's a gem, like that's something that everyone should take. How would you show up? How do you show up today? If you know you couldn't show up tomorrow? It's facts. Yeah, facts,
1: absolutely. Facts. I wanna to flip to the opposite side of the spectrum on this, right? Uh, when, cause not everyone is meant for everybody, right? I think we can all agree with that. And there comes a time where sometimes you have to break up with someone or you choose to break up with someone um, and you do it the proper way the adult way right you don't we're not ghosting nobody we ain't texting nobody you know it's either in person or like a facetime for example right or a phone call what did you say to people that on both sides of the spectrum right despite gender uh because at times for me particularly when i've been broken up with and or i've broken up with somebody that individual has i felt almost shamed me from an emotional standpoint it made me feel bad because i did it the right way in comparison to Hey, I know that you're hurt, but I want this. This I feel like this is the best for both of us because I'm not happy in this anymore. And I don't. And then they could say the complete opposite, which is like, oh, you didn't want to work hard enough on it. X, Y, Z. Right. There's always a rebuttal to it. And at times to be transparent, bro, like at times it makes me feel like this is why it's so hard for guys to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Because you may make that individual feel bad. Right. Right. So what do you say to that? Like how is there a proper way to break up with someone and is there a proper way to receive the breaking up?
2: Yeah, I, th- this is a big question. You know, what you said is the right way. Like you just broke down the right way in the wrong way. The wrong way is the ghost. The wrong way is, um, yeah, vi- OK, all right. It's not going to work anymore. Right. Yeah, that's, that's I got it. Ain't ready. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the right way is to do it in person. Now, why is that the right way? The right way is to do it in person, because what you're doing is you're showing respect for the person, you're showing respect for the relationship that you did have, and you're showing respect for yourself, right? Anything else, you're disrespecting you, the relationship, and the person. So that's why you show up that way. Now, when you show up that way and you talk facts and people have a hard time receiving it, that's only because we're human. It's only because they're hurt. A lot of what is said in that moment will not be said in six months after they had had an opportunity to assess like what really happened.
1: But Paul, I think that I'm um, challenging this. I think that people at times, I at least from me and my homies, we don't like to see a woman cry. It's just right. that's just it, it, if you're a good man, no man wants to see a woman cry, right? right. And at, and they it, it, a cry may come out, right, which is warranted, and then you may do some things that you feel aren't right. Like you may stay in that relationship for another six months, knowing that you should have broken up. And I'm talking about women and men, right? We may stay in something that we know isn't right for us, but we stay because we don't want to hurt that person. Right. What do you say to that individual?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's people pleasing. That's all yeah, that please. is. That's people mm-hmm. pleasing. But what we have to understand is that's disrespecting ourselves, them. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we know we're not in it for them. Correct. The best thing that you could ever do for someone is what you just said. It's the best thing is to to be your authentic self and to let them know here's why it's not going to work, right? Here's why I see this not working. It's you ripping the band-aid off Mm -hmm. opposed to that slow rip. Mm -hmm. It hurts in the moment. They're hurt. They may say some things that are hurtful, but guess what? We're human beings. We will love again, right? That that that's the beauty of love. You know, people Mm -hmm. don't realize this, but love is not finite, it's a renewable source. It shows like up that. all the time, man. All, exactly. like, all the time. I love that. It it, it it is. It's even. It's even that way. You know. This is how you know it's a renewable source for children. Brian, do you do you have a um, any kids yet? Not yet. Okay. I haven't crossed that bridge yet. All right. We're, what, we're what, on our what way. What are we gonna do it,
0: Brian? I would say <laughs> next aspire. year. <laughs> next <laughs> year. Within next the next year. year. Okay.
1: Yeah. So Paul, next I respect I respect how you you didn't even ask me because you knew you were the right <laughs> that I did not have no kids. Thank you for that, Paul. I appreciate that, my brother. I appreciate I like, I'm not even
2: going to because I know Mike has like five or six, you know. Nah, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> but I say so, Brian, next year, right? You and your your lovely wife, I'm sure yes. you have a beautiful little girl, right? And you that little girl will come out. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, Brian, your life is gonna change when your first child comes. I have two yeah. two children. When, you're like, when your child comes up, you're going to say, there is no way in the world I can love anyone more than I love this human being right here. You will say this, I guarantee it. I know it, I know it.
0: My parents yeah. tell me all the time, like, wait till you have a kid, then you'll know how much we love you.
2: But- yes, yes, and then you know what's gonna happen? Two years later? No, no, because Brian works quick. I could tell nine <laughs> months later. <laughs> nine months later, boom, you're gonna have another child. No, no, like two years later, but you'll have another child. And yeah. then you're going to say to yourself, oh man, this is so hard. I can't love anyone else more than my little girl, blah, blah, blah. The second child's gonna come out, You say, I love this one too. I love this one just like the other one. Oh my God, I love, this is what happens. Love is this renewable source. So as long as we know it's not finite, It will come back again we can be more honest in the moment yeah
0: and paul i just wanted to touch on something you said earlier and i don't know i'll ask both of you mike paul if you've ever had the experience where mike you did break up with somebody straight up you told them you know what it was right to their face they cried they yelled at you they you know called you names or whatever but later on down the line like when you see them later on they actually came back and said i actually respected you you for that i was just mad at the time
1: you get, Is that I'm true? You, have you I'm guys experienced you that? Because I have. Yes, you get. I want all the listeners to know, you get so much more respect when you do it the right way.
0: It right. may not seem like it right at the time. So yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: much more respect. So much more respect.
0: Absolutely. That's respect so, for itself. Absolutely. So, Paul, obviously, in today's day and age, we're living in the social media world and. Everybody has all these endless options of faces of scroll on and swipe left and swipe right. What is your advice for people out there looking for the quote unquote real love that, you know, we want people want to avoid the Blige. F boys, the F girls. You know what I'm saying? Like they want
2: real love. There you yeah. go, Mike.
1: Real love. Mary what J. do you what do you
2: think about that? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man, that's what we, we all want that. You know, we yeah. all want that. I think that um, this is where my thoughts on this may be different than a lot of other people in the space, a lot of other matchmakers and date coaches, that kind of thing is, um, I think that right now is one of the best times in modern history to actually connect with people. Mm. And that's because, you know, before COVID, before the pandemic, the big questions were like, where do I meet somebody? How do I approach them? You know, right now, everybody's online. Like, there's, like where's everybody everybody's online how do you meet them you slide into their dms like it's there's no there's no question Nothing wrong like, with that you slide into the dms Just i mean mike it. come on now come on hey, there's I, no I plead other way i pleaded fifth <laughs> so mike is he's on right now <laughs> but, but so this could be the best but but How we get twisted on it is we go to a dating app or we go to Instagram, which is the biggest dating app in the world. And we think they're dating apps. No, they're just, it's a misnomer. They're opportunities to connect. That's it. You have to use it as such. It's just a way to connect. And and the key is you want to connect with as many people as possible. You know, one of the quote unquote secrets of matchmaking is it's not so much of an art as it is the science. When a client comes in, the goal is to try to find as many potential matches for that client as possible, not as few. So the more people you can mm. interact with, the better, you know, the, the, the more that that you win. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I, and just for the record, my hands are up here. I don't be on that <laughs> stuff like that. All, all the listeners know if they are real when they're going to subscribe to talking it out. That's what they know. That's what they know to be. Dropping true. Gems today, man. They need to I'll listen to this. <laughs> they do need to listen to this straight up. So, Paul, like, I, I'm i getting into this space myself, and I've done my due diligence, and I know that marriage is on the decline right now, right? And so, and people are starting to have, a, people are being liberated for being single, and it's, it's, I just thought of Queen Latifah living single back in the 90s, for y'all that know you know. But uh, what are your thoughts on marriage on the decline, and people are staying single for longer? Do you feel that this is a trend that will stay? Do you feel like, because you brought the entire conversation up about uh, not having two parents in a household. Uh, tell me your thoughts on that, Un- unravel that for
2: me. Yeah, th- this is a great topic because this is where media and pop culture steers us wrong, right? So what's interesting is that marriage globally across every category is on a decline. But if you pull out high income earners, marriage is on the increase. That
1: is true. Mm -hmm. Eighty eight percent of billionaires are married.
2: this is what I'm saying. And and this is everyone who you consider to be and unfortunately, you know, global household income, anything over about forty fifty thousand dollars U.S. on average is going to be on the uptick. Now, you think, why is that? Why has marriage always been on the increase since the inception of marriage? It's because marriage is the perfect tool to pass down assets, to pass down cultural ties, legacy, etc. And what's happening is that people who are higher income understand this. There are tax benefits that come with being married. There are all types of benefits that you get financially by being married. So marriage is not on the decline for everyone. That's important. And that makes Mm -hmm. marriage even scarier, right? Because you you think about Uh, So this is interesting. I've seen people project out. So right now the marriage rate is declining to the point where there will be a certain point where it will be literally zero, zero percent within the next 50 years, zero percent, if you are under a certain income. So what that means is that the rich will continue to get richer and you're going to see a massive divide, a Mm -hmm. massive divide. It's very important always to look through the numbers. Like for example, a lot of people Unfortunately, a lot of people say, oh, you know what, the African-American marriage rate is low, or, or they'll look at just Black, they'll say the Black marriage rate is low. But it's interesting, when you really dissect the numbers, the Black marriage rate in the United States in the 1960s, 1964, was the highest among any other ethnic group in the United States. If you look at the Black global marriage rate, global, it's the highest in the world. Right, so 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 I think what ends up happening, what, what media likes to do, and I know this because I'm in the media space too, you know, is that we take one bit of data and we throw that at the top. And you know, if it bleeds, it leads, you know what I mean? So if it's controversial, we'll run with it. The marriage rate's dropping or no black people get married or wh- whatever it may be. But the truth when you really dissect it from is a little bit different.
1: From a financial aspect.
2: Yeah, I mean, well finance drives it, but also uh culture you know c- culture um and and passing traditions on is also still a major part of why people get married you know it's Correct. it's a it's a big part you know when people come into the to a matchmaking agency, basically what they want is they want someone that like a a woman literally when they walk into the matchmaking agency they want themselves with a penis like that's basically what they're saying. They're saying, "Give me me with the penis," and a man is. is okay.
1: Okay.
2: You know, that's what I'm that's what's bleeding, bleeding right now. I'm
1: gonna let you know, Paul. That's what's gonna bleed. That's what's gonna we gonna run with. It. We, that's gonna headline. Bleed we headline. <laughs>
2: yeah. but it's just you know we're we're looking we're looking for us. You know that's that's really what we're looking for is we're looking for kind of us. You know. Yes. Yes.
0: So, Paul, so when looking for us, I mean, what would you say are the must have foundational pieces for building that healthy relationship in your view? Oh,
2: man, that's
0: like what are the must haves like?
2: Oh, man, I mean, I mean, there's lots of I think must haves But but some of the quick ones like you share values. We talked about it. OK, uh, I, I, I'm a big believer in there needs to be a minimal level of physical attraction at the beginning a lot of people debate I'm glad you said that. No, I'm
1: glad you said that because I get shunned so much when I say that, but it's just, I believe it has validity.
2: It's, they're facts, they're facts. Like marriage is interesting. Attraction can grow over time. It it can grow over time. I've been married for 20 years. Congrats. I'm physically, thank you. I'm physically more attracted to my wife today than I was 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? but. How, why? It's because it started somewhere. Mm-hmm, the problem yeah. that a lot of us have is you go on a date with somebody, you, you like their personality, but you say, there's no way I'd ever have sex with this person though. Well then, don't even go on the second date because it's starting nowhere. But if there's minimal, minimal physical attraction, minimal, then yeah. So I think there needs to be minimal physical attraction. I think there needs to be intentionality, right? You need to want to truly be in a relationship. You need to want to you need to understand what that requires of you you know it requires trust it requires commitment right you need to know that i think there needs to be a high level understanding of the vision like where are we going what are we doing with this thing oh yeah yes the vision you know
1: what I mean? vision would probably be my number one if we were talking about values paul
2: definitely you? so see you you you, you have, see and this is why also being vulnerable up front is so important because mike your vision could like, you may say something that somebody else thinks is wild, right? Mike I may say, will. I want to own an island one day.
1: Uh, <sighs> you know,
2: dreaming too big, Mike.
1: Some of you may already know. No, <laughs> so, no Paul, you're absolutely right,
2: though. Yeah, but, but you, but that may be your path, like your path may be, uh, you know, I'm gonna be one with the earth and I'm gonna be, you know, I wanna A live yogi. in Bali somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, and someone else's vision may be, no, 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 I want 10 kids and I wanna live in the city. You know, Very that's true. Very true. So, so, so those are some of the big ones.
0: Probably that's like a way feel. you could basically cipher through that. Like we said, like get down to the real nitty gritty of somebody, you know, just by talking vision.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I can say when I uh, got out of my at that round, 27, 28, and I would start dating again. And I, I remember getting complimented from women because of how intentional I was with my questioning. And mm-hmm. it was because I was speaking to my vision without knowing I was speaking to my vision. I just knew that I wasn't trying to deal with BS conversation anymore, Uh, but Paul, we loved having you on today. But at the end of every pod, we got to do it. We got to bleed, right? And so by bleeding what we do on our pod, I'm using your terminology, uh, (laughs) bleeding, right? What we do on our pod is a little rapid fire, okay? Okay. Rapid fire, you just give me your first thoughts. I'm gonna go, Brian, go. we're gonna go back and forth. So very first rapid fire question, sex on the first date. If you want to, there you go. The key to a woman's heart,
0: honesty. The key to a man's heart. <sighs>
2: <laughs> you said, Be oh, careful oh, with my, that answer. Oh, oh my God. God. You said a heart. So I'm going to say honesty. Honestly. Okay. okay. That
1: pause was a paramount. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was a sigh for me. It was a sigh. All right.
1: So, Paul, having a dog in your profile picture, is that a smart thing? In your dating profile picture?
0: Yes. <laughs> Your dream matchmaking client if they were single. Kanye West.
2: Oh, <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> okay. one. <laughs> okay. You, I, More, I'm, I'm, I, I like, a challenge. I like I, a challenge. There you go.
1: Paul, I am bringing patience. I'm sending positive eyes <laughs> of patience your way, sir. Patience
2: your way. That should be
0: a TV show, by the way, <laughs> if, if oh, you I, ever God. attained Yo, it him it would, as a client.
1: It would get so much attention. Um. Is the phrase nice guys finish last in your estimate and experience true or false? False.
2: Unequivocally.
0: I love it. Mm. There you go. Nice guys. You heard it here first. All right. Most enjoyable celebrity you've worked with when it comes to matchmaking, if you can
2: divulge that. Uh, So most enjoyable. And this was from a, you know, coaching, therapeutic standpoint. Was one of my favorite DJs of all time, Angie Martinez. Okay. Um, oh, you know Angie. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. you know about
1: Angie Martinez. I love her. Yeah.
2: That's that's <laughs> that's my sis right there. Um, love it. And Very uh, cool. yeah, yeah, and she and, and there, she's still with her 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 man uh, strong after many, my God, I don't know how many years. Many. many. I love. Very I love cool.
1: that. I love that. Um, what is what are three things that you absolutely
2: adore about your wife? wow she's beautiful beautiful she's stunning just to look at uh she's the best conversationalist I've ever you know ever ever had you know she, we could talk about anything it's important and she's mm-hmm. incredibly kind I say my mother is I always say is the kindest person in the world I think my wife is the second kindest. like she's kind she's giving uh, those three love that okay, so you just
0: gushed about her now i don't love want you to it, i don't it. want you to get in trouble now but the one thing your wife does that annoys you the most
2: oh man i, I mean that's actually that's actually an easy one if she was right here i say it, is that you know my wife she knows how to spend, uh, <laughs> how to okay. spend
1: it's funny you time. said when I, uh, I was a financial advisor and one of my client one of my clients said to me he said uh Lululemon is the devil.
2: <laughs> i never forget, it. I'll never yeah, forget that. It's bad. Every day, I swear, every day. You know, So we live between DC and London, right? No matter where we are, every day, there's like five boxes that show up. And I'm always like, what's in the boxes? What's in the boxes? Come on, why, why do we have so many boxes showing up at the house?
0: So yeah, that's... She's like, these are necessary
2: items, okay? I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I value these. I value these, these are in
2: my values. <laughs>
1: Paul, last one for you. So like I said, Brian and I both come from Bachelor World. If you were coming out of the limo and meeting the Bachelorette, what would be the one thing you would do to stick out?
2: I would honestly tell her what it is that I adore about her. You know, I, I, I think, and, and not to go crazy on this, but I think everybody tell, likes, likes to, everyone runs game to a mm. certain certain degree. And the more authentic you are, to say specifically what it is about that person that you love, you're attracted to, that you're you're curious about, that's you being you. And if someone doesn't like you off of you being you, that's fine.
1: Thank you for saying that. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. You can sleep good
0: at night. You can sleep good at night. Exactly. Absolutely. Can we sneak in one more? Yeah,
2: yeah, of course. All right.
0: So we know you're married, but hypothetically speaking, you know, keeping with the bachelor theme, if you were on the bachelorette where you were actually competing against 30 other dudes for the heart of one woman, what would your
2: strategy be? I mean, I know you talked about a little bit already, but. Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, This is almost kind of how I I actually got my wife is I was competing against uh, some some dudes. As a matter of fact, I was competing against a good friend of mine. Oh. Um, who's oh. no longer a good friend.
1: Um uh, <laughs> may,
2: may the best man win. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm all in for the win, regardless. Like there I'm in go. I'm in I'm in for the win. So I, I, would, <laughs> I would I would like, like,
1: like, I just love the fun. honesty. I just love the honesty.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not like he won't talk to me nothing, right? Um, which is understandable. Um that. I, what what I would do is one is I would do everything I could to get as much one-on-one time with her because there's the law of proximity in psychology, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. true. And that is, is the longer you're with someone, especially if you can do uh, what are considered to be outrageous things with them, the closer your bond gets.
1: You, I love it. Keep talking. I don't want
2: to right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I do. That's what like.
1: <laughs> no comment. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, so, I, that, so that's, that's one thing I would do, right? That's one thing. The second thing I would do is, I would wanna get to know her, her friends and her family, mm. because then I could find out about her. So in the matchmaking thing, or, or space should I say, one of the things that we do that's very effective is, if let's say Mike came in as a client, I would first interview Mike's family, his friends, so Brian, I would interview you, I would interview past girlfriends because we have this cognitive dissonance. Like we think we know who we are, but we really Mm -hmm. don't know who we are. Mm -hmm. But collectively, our friends and family know exactly who we are. So, with the Bachelorette, I would want to get to know her crew. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that way I can understand truly who she is. What is she like? What is she not like? Then I would definitely skew to that. You know, I would do those things and and not do those things. Um, You know, um, yeah, so th- I would do those for sure. for sure.
0: And I love what you said—the proximity aspect, getting to know her better. Because it boggles my mind how many dudes go on the show and they wrap their heads around things that don't have anything to do with their lead. They start talking trash about the other dudes oh, while they're talking to her, and it's like just your focus is in the wrong place, bro. Yeah, crazy. For sure. But that's Brian's out here winning. go, take it from
2: Brian.
0: Brian's out here winning. <laughs> oh, man, Paul, thank you so much for coming on, man. I, I love today's episode. I thought you dropped so many gems like we like to that call awesome. them. And uh, just a just a great, great interview, man. And th-
2: continued success. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Yes, yeah. to, 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 to both of you. I'd say, what, Brian, man, blessings on your marriage and everything thank that God. will come of that. Mike, I think you're going to meet a phenomenal woman, man. I think you're going to be a great husband for sure. Like I could already see it. So blessings to both of you. And yeah, this, this was good stuff. Thank you.
1: Thank you for your authenticity, man.
2: Have a wonderful day.
0: Mike, I loved when he kind of challenged, he kind of challenged you a little bit um, when he basically asked you what your standards were. And then you immediately went into, because I took it the same way you did. It's like, what are your standards? So then you basically talked about the standards of the woman you want, but Correct. he was actually talking more introspectively. Morals.
1: He was talking about like, yeah, what is one's morals? What is more one's values? Like your uh, yeah, your moral code in a sense. What is yeah. what is one? What is what does an individual appreciate that they want in another? Right. And I thought that was pretty dope because for me, the first thing that comes to mind is anyone that knows me individually knows that I am extremely more so than average hungry for what I deem success. Right. And so I want an individual that I want in a relationship to push me and also be my biggest competitor as well as cheerleader right absolutely to me that's like a turn on you know and it's crazy because he
0: actually i i just happened to write these down because i just thought it was so good his were ambition creativity family and legacy and legacy
1: yeah legacy one so, was so i dope mean there.
0: that's 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 powerful right there because ambition like for me speaking personally that's one Of my favorite qualities about my wife, Rachel, I was to say, you got the most ambitious.
1: ambitious wife in the game, <laughs> right? It's
0: like it, it makes me a better man. He's just like, damn, she's like, I can't just be some scrub on the side, nah. like doing nothing, like, I gotta hustle like she does. So, she makes me a better man. So, I totally feel when he said that.
1: See, that's why I want that, bro, because I want to feel like when I'm with my woman, I want to feel as if, yo, if, I, if I'm if i not up to her level, somebody else can grab her, you know, like, Absolutely. I personally, could take the baton, on, correct? I thrive off of. Like personally I've never said this before when I'm in a relationship I always talk about what have I done for her lately I always think about that myself like every quarter it just comes in my brain like what have I done for my woman lately what have I what have I been doing for her and if my woman is like your wife for example your wife is always like making you probably think damn am I working this hard enough for, you know am I working hard enough for my wife yeah. am I working hard enough for yeah. her so I truly appreciate that aspect but I
0: love what you said there because you were like you're thinking is, what have I done for her lately? Imagine yeah. if she's thinking the same way. Like, we're going to be like together forever. That's the best, like, that's gonna be the best right there. Yeah. When you're both not thinking about yourself, but at the same time, you're thinking about each other, but thinking about what you got to do individually to make yeah. that relationship yeah. flourish as much yeah. as possible. I think that's also important as well, and I think that ties into ambition.
1: Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is, ambition is a broad stroke right it's not a fine stroke and what i mean by that is someone may take ambition and say okay well i'm not oprah winfrey right or i'm not rachel Lindsay." but when i think of ambition it could be you could be a yogi you know and just striving absolutely uh, you know striving to do those next poses and the harder pose and the harder and harder pose right it doesn't have to be from a professional standpoint it could just just baby like just i want you passionate about something. Yeah, It's like the mindset.
0: It's the hustle of it. It doesn't. Yeah. Like you said, it could be anything. If you see your woman wake up every single day and give it her best every single day and maximize every hour that she has in a day towards her passion. I mean, that's sexy
1: in and of itself. You know about that. You know, when we do when we started this podcast and uh, like on the website, they, they made us answer a few questions like, what do we like? Blah, blah, blah. And I remember putting the most the sexiest thing that for my future wife would be when I can congratulate her and support her and laud her in public forum for something she worked her ass off for by far the sexiest thing it could be becoming the 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 president of a department it could be making every second grader in your class pass with an 80 or above right I don't it doesn't matter right as long as you have passion behind it so that ambition one is definitely huge 100 percent can we talk about what you just said right there? What's up? Taylor Swift, I'm calling her out, right? Because when she did this, it like, it, it 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 did something to me. She was in love with old buddy, I think Calvin Harris, right? They were in in love, all oh, that goodness, right? Dating for years. They break up, like two weeks later, some other dude is meeting Taylor's mom. Ooh, I, 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 it's like a knife in the heart, man. Damn. Bro, I can't do that, like, I, I just can't. Like, if I'm in, for example, if I'm The Bachelor, I, you know, propose to the lady, we break up six months later or a few months later or whatever, and she is dating somebody else within two weeks, meeting the mom, not just dating, time not just dating, but meeting the mom, bro. Meeting the parents is a different story. No, that's,
0: that's the next level. That's definitely serious. But I feel like in those situations was the relationship already over months before, and it's and easier for the person to transition to somebody else, like soon after the quote unquote
1: public breakup. And that's well outside of being public. I just said bachelor because of the the, yeah. the form that we're on. But that's the thing I hear because I've asked this question a million times. So many women tell me, "Well, I was already over it for so long, mm-hmm. right?" But they still stay in a relationship, which I think is wrong because at that point in time they're people pleasing, right? Yeah. Like it's like, hey, if you don't feel this person, you let's be wanted. Your orgasms probably not going to be as good. You know, you're not going to be as happy all over the place. All like. Fluidly, you're not going to be as happy. So in the relationship, don't make this person in the relationship six months later and then two weeks later, you boot up with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we've all been there. I mean, I think it's just so tough to because you kind of maybe know it's over like deep down yeah. inside. But then you're always trying to like, well, maybe we try part this part. or try yeah, that or we seek part. counseling or something like you're you're yeah. just trying to salvage that last thing until You get to that last straw moment where it's like, okay, this is definitely not working.
1: It's a balance, bro, because like there's times to where the person could say, well, he or she didn't try hard enough. Right. Which could be valid depending upon the the circumstances. Right. And then the flip side is, no, baby, I did try. Like my happiness is it's just not hitting the Richter like it needs to be. Right. And so there's there's a a balancing with that. So I, I agree with your point, though, on that.
0: All right, everybody, with all that being said, we're going to answer some of the dating questions you guys sent in. Now, by no means are we dating experts, but since we just had Paul on the show and we learned a lot, we're going to do our best to help you guys out. So let's get into it. Mike, what you got?
1: Yeah, so the first question from our our listeners is this. A guy I used to date years ago reached back out about going out again. We're in totally different places in our lives than we were the first time. Should I give it another chance? So what I call this is a zombie. You got a zombie that came back up in your life, baby. It depends on like, was the was the breakup respectful? Uh, Was it receptive? Um, Is he uh, a fuck boy? Uh, There's there's so many variables into it. But let's just say all things are all the variables are good. Uh, There's nothing. I don't think there's nothing wrong with. I think that there is also a time and place for everything and the timing may be right.
0: I agree, Mike. I could actually relate to this question a lot because Rachel and I talk about it all the time. If I would have met Rachel as, you know, 25-year-old Brian and Rachel would have been, you know, 20 years old, we wouldn't have worked. Absolutely not. But I think we met at a time where we were both mature. We'd experienced life. We'd gone on dates. We'd had serious relationships and all that. So I think timing is everything. So like you said, if all the factors... You know, in the past, we good. You guys had a great time. The sex was great. You guys got along. You mm-hmm. met your fans, whatever. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out in that time. And now you want to rekindle that years later. I would definitely give it a shot. Definitely so. What do you got? All right. Next question. Every time I go on dating apps, I get overwhelmed and never end up meeting up with people. What are some tips to getting over this? Hmm. Well. I actually, prior to The Bachelor, I experienced the whole dating app world. And from personal experience, it's best to focus on a small number of people. You know, there's a lot of people out there that get caught up in it and they swipe right on 30,000 people and then they're having various conversations with different types of people. And the other people on the other side are going to actually pick up on that. They're going to notice that you're not responding to their message in time they're going to you're going to show the disinterest by having to juggle so many other uh matches so what i would say is just three max focus on those and then i think that it'll be a lot easier to set up the dates that's just me
1: no i never was with the dating apps on me like to me i'm not really a texter i like to just see you in person and so like i just i can go to to this Target and or Walmart or any store that's in your location, and that's how I like to to, to <laughs> you talk see to the lady. Walmart, <laughs> bro. You ain't never hollered at nobody at Walmart. Tripple. I have not unfortunately. You it's, it's really well, not Walmart no more. I like Tarjay chicks. Tarjay, f- oh you bougie. I like, yeah, I'm bougie. I like, I like my Whole Food chicks.
2: <laughs> that's
0: how um, I do it, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like uh, the dating apps for me they worked because I was such a workaholic. All then and now, but. Back then I had back. Yeah. Back then I had no time to, you know, go out to the bar and ask a girl for their number. And then there wasn't like that icebreaker that I feel that you could get with the apps. I mean, you could have a quick little convo, you know, you guys like each other right off the bat, then hit up Whole Foods or Target, you know. But at least then it's like, all right, he's cool. I like his profile. Let's meet up.
1: It's fair. You know, whatever floats your boat. And actually, I take it back. We used to, Walmart was a spot, bro. We used to call it Club Walmart. Like, Club
0: Walmart. I'm being spinning. Bro. Who was spinning? Was Walmart?
1: So serious, bro. But I, I love this question right here. Let's get into it. So our listener says, I love my husband and we have a great sex life, but I often find myself thinking about being sexual with other guys. Any advice? Baby you didn't come to the right spot. I got you.
0: OK, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to leave this to you, Mr. Sex Expert. <laughs> so
1: we're not talking about that. You know, we just get into the question. That's all. I would say, first and foremost, I want you to feel validated uh, because your thoughts are not wild. Your thought, your thoughts are not something that other people don't think about. So you're not the only one out there that has these thoughts. First and foremost, don't feel any type of way but a beautiful human being who is showing Authenticity to who you are and to what comes to mind, right? Secondly, I would say to bring this up to your husband in a conversational way, don't bring it up in a way that makes your husband feel defensive, but bring it up in a way to where you are you may be asking him, like, hey, how do you like our sex life? And over, over time, uh, see where his thoughts are in regards to that. Uh, because quite honestly, what I have found in my life is that When you have a loving partner and the relationship is beautiful and you guys are both honest and have trust for each other, nine times out of ten, you guys can get on the same page. And if that's the case, there is a beautiful world out there of things that you guys both may love. Time out. Timeout. I, I need a twenty second timeout here. Let, <laughs> need 20 hold seconds. on, hold on. I seconds. love my
0: husband, and we have a great. But I often find myself thinking about being sexual with other. So wait, is this? Yeah. So if the woman goes up to you, is like, Mike, I love our sex life, but to be quite honest, I thought about John and and Billy and
1: so you know, bro, and James let's, let's, over
0: there as well. Like, so we wouldn't that wouldn't
1: that upset you a little bit? No, nah, we're going to talk it out. So, okay, talk for, it out. We definitely going to, this is what we do. You feel me? So, first and foremost, we are sexual creatures, right? And when I get married, my wife is going to see other guys attractive. Hell, my wife may see oh, you attractive. You feel me? She might say, she might not tell me, Was like, damn, Mike's co host, boy, Brian got some nice abs. If she say it like that, I might feel it type of way. You feel me? But like, <laughs> She's going to feel some, she's going to be attracted to other guys, right? And if we've been married for an extended amount of time, sex does need we need a little spice, you know, we need a little salt bay in the sex. You will put a little curry curry up in that uh, sex life, right? And so it doesn't have to be necessarily another person, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's why we have to bring the conversation up. It might just be, hey, let's have sex in a, a, a public forum to where we could get caught, but we don't get caught, right? We could spice it up in other ways, right? If the person isn't with adding and or allowing you to have extracurricular partners, right? There are things that you could do to to make someone feel fulfilled, quite honestly. You
0: don't, it just doesn't have to be- So basically fulfill them in other ways so that they don't think about
1: no, having pe- sex
0: with other individuals? So
1: that's that's the thing, bro so what I've learned is that the best relationship is when your partner can come to you with anything and don't feel, and they don't feel judged. Okay. Right? Cause when, once they can come to you and don't feel judged, yo, they going, the world is yours. The oyster is yours. They're going to bring everything to you. Right. Cause they know that you're going to be there for them. And so if my wife came to me and said, yo, I've been thinking about, you know, when you be putting it down on me, baby, you do a great job, but You know i've had uh, i've been looking on ig and some of these dudes are sexy right i saw this busted challenge you know this dude mike johnson hit it on the busted challenge right for example right (laughs) he like like that little plug and there is nothing wrong with that I'm, i'm gonna let my lady know there's nothing wrong with that but i want our listener to know that she has to feel that she's in an environment of trust in an environment of being not not judged right and if you don't do that this is why you gotta do it brian if you don't do that it may go away for some time but then it's gonna start to build up again it's just like your back if i got a back issue and i don't take care of that back issue it's only gonna get worse over the years you got to talk about it you got to talk it out with your partner i'm not saying oh i'm gonna let um, my lady can sleep with whoever the hell she feel like and i sleep with whoever i feel like but it's more of a conversation of it's just a conversation really i want i want the listener to not feel like she's the only woman out there that feels that way because i've I know lots of women who have thought we're human.
0: Yeah, Yeah. we're human. Like, you know, I'm going to think other women are attractive. My wife's going to think other guys are attractive. It is what it is. I guess just going there and actually talking about it and actually talking about the act of thinking about physically being with that other person. I think it may be tough, but I get what you're saying. You know, you need to maybe spice some things up in your own relationship
1: yeah, it doesn't have
0: to be. Take away your mind off of that. So I mean, I guess I would say maybe.
1: Karen can be thinking about sleeping with somebody else, and she may come to you with that, right? And you might be thinking in your head, hell no, that shit ain't happening. But if you convey it in such a way, you guys can't come to a happy medium, possibly. Yeah. If that's what you're not about. But do
0: you think that's maybe a, a the sign of a bigger issue? Like, why are you thinking about these? I know it's a natural thing. We're human. We're, you know, it's very animalistic in a sense to you know, a desire, the flesh of others and stuff like that. But at the same time, is it something that maybe the other partner isn't doing? Like, why are you thinking about sleeping with somebody? Am I not doing it good enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe raises bigger issues.
1: Now, I'm glad you said that because there's something that you brought up in that regard. When your partner comes to you and says something as profound as this one, it's a compliment because they appreciate the, the relationships you guys have. That is to, honesty for it right there. Two, sure. you can't be a little bitch. You can't be all insecure and say, well, am I not doing something right, baby? Because then that's the same thing that's going to make them revert back, right? Yeah. She said, you know, they have a great sex life. Now, should you ask him, like, you know, am, you know, am I putting it down, baby? You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I doing, I ain't going to say the words, but am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? <laughs> you know, and if it's, if the answer is yes, then it may not be a bigger issue. The issue just may be that individual's libidos are extremely high.
0: Yeah. So, what would happen if? Libido. She says, "All right, I'm thinking about being sexual with other guys, but I don't want to leave you out of the mix. <laughs> Why do we have yeah. a a menage a trois?
1: Put I put it to you right here. I hate saying things that are sexist, but I, this is I, she. I ain't sleeping with you and another dude. <laughs> <laughs> Take out you want to, baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh." What if it was reverse though? What if it was? I a lot of it. Of <laughs> All right,
0: last question. My boyfriend doesn't like me having an Instagram, and he hates me taking photos of myself. I believe in compromise in a relationship, but how much is too much? Mm, what do you think, Mike?
1: <laughs> you ready? I got a lot of thoughts on that. I have well, a listen,
2: lot of Well, listen.
0: I Listen, if it depends, it depends. If you're dating somebody, for example, your woman's an IG model. And before you knew her, she was going on there in bikini pics, you know, show she's a fitness influencer or whatnot and she's showing off her body. And then now all of a sudden you're in a relationship and you're getting mad because she continues to do those same things, you know what I'm saying? Like that's her hustle, that's possibly a way she makes money, you know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like a man should go in and then all of a sudden want all that to stop yeah you know what i mean I, if you're secure in the relationship and you know you love each other and you know maybe don't be as sexual but i think there's a way that you could still put a little thirst trap out there without um you know it be t- it being too uh
1: sexual fair i mean i've dated fashion nova IG chicks right we know yeah. what if we know what a fashion Nova IG chick looks like right and it's the same thing that you said when I got with them they was already doing those type of things so who the hell am I to try to change that when that's to how they get their bread right yeah. but to the question itself I think baby girl that your boyfriend needs to he, he, he needs to be more comfortable in himself right if, as long as you're not giving him any reason outside of the social media to feel the type of way. Now I ain't saying like do the Busty Challenge like level 10, right? You know I'm not saying do nothing <laughs> like that because then therefore he may have reason to do something or say something, shall I say, but if you're just taking a cute picture every now and then there's absolutely nothing wrong with it because I don't want your boyfriend to feel that he has power over you. The only person yeah. that has power over you is you. At yeah. the end of the day, It is your life. What you choose to do with it is your choice and your partner has to choose to be with that or not.
0: Yeah. And that's the way she's expressing herself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like as a man, you want to be supportive of that. You know, if if you go out with your girl and she dresses, you know, she your guys are going out to the club and she wears a very provocative dress. Yeah. She's going to get eyes from other dudes in the club, other guys are gonna be wanting her and looking at her and whatnot. But at the end of the day, it's like, she's going home with you, bro. You know hey, what I mean? Like That's your sh- woman. Up, and again, like you said, if she doesn't give you any reason to doubt that, then keep hustling, Look, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like I,
1: I, I come from a very, uh, there's a place in Dallas called Big T, Rachel may know about it. And I remember, <laughs> I would- Big T. Yeah, Big T in Dallas. The people in Dallas, if you know, you know. I would love to bring the chick that I was dating at the time to Big T because at Big T it's an extremely alpha male environment, and they would just stare. And to me, was it a slight
0: flex, Mike? It was was a a flex, flex. bro. It was a (laughs) it was a flex.
1: Like there's a song by a guy named Eric Bellinger. Um, I forget the name of the song, but it basically goes, "If they ain't looking, I don't want her. If they ain't looking at my girl, I don't want that girl. Like, baby, like you should get a man that's you know what I'm saying, like." Get a gotta man that to be can secure, man. He's got to be secure about it. Like if he wanna, if he wants a ten, there are certain things that comes with a ten. Period.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, Mike, what a fun episode, man! And I just want to let you all know, all of our listeners, thank you for tuning into today's episode. And we have to give big thanks to Paul Brunson, the real life hitch, co-signed by Oprah. We can't thank you enough, my man, for joining us today and letting us in on all your matchmaking
1: secrets. Facts. I love the matchmaking secrets. I felt like uh, I definitely I know I took a lot of notes on it and it was kind of cool to hear some of them because I I know about those uh, and I'm happy about that. Uh, But beautiful listeners, you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at talking it out, BN. that's talking out B as in Bachelor in as a nation on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Wondery app, or wherever you're listening right now. And baby, you already know what I'm about to say. If you're a real one, you're not going to DM me no more. You're going to subscribe.